We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Tuesday, the 17th day of May, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Emshin alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, it is good to see you. How are you? How was your weekend? Um, healthy and alive. Doing well. Uh, the weekend went well. It was, I'm trying to think, like, it was uneventful. Um, I had some uh, uh, people in my circle went and seen the new Marvel movie, and they were like, meh, wasn't that great. And they did have a little bit of woke policy in it. Um, you can't have a movie without woke policy, I don't think. Now, going forward, no. Uh, that that kind of that kind of ended um, fairly recently. Um, uh, rumor has it, I, I, I don't know whether this is true or not, but the uh, coming movies uh, from Disney for the next like two years are going to be like super woke. Um, if they change their policies because of what's happened with uh, DeSantis, we won't see it for two years because those movies have already been produced and they've already, uh, you know, Unless they completely scrap it, which is a big loss. So they're, they're not going to do that. Well, speaking of the entertainment front, Ukraine wins the Eurovision Song Contest. Like you didn't see that one coming because apparently they're part of Europe, I, I guess. I don't know. Azerbaijan was even competing in it. And because they're part of Europe, too, you see, Azerbaijan all the way over there in the other side of the Middle East. They're, they're part of Europe, you see. So they were competing as well. Uh, Romania said that uh, the vote was rigged and it was changed to favor Ukraine and give them first place. Really? I, I thought it I thought it went to the, the best person. Oh, by the way, they were doing these kind of salutes on their way out. I don't know if this means mm -hmm. anything, but yeah, they, you know, they were doing the uh, well. some, some kind of salute on the way out. And it just it's kind of reminiscent of what you would see from like the Azov battalion inside well, Ukraine. I'm, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's, that's what I was going to point out. It, 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 it's apparently some of the Ukrainian heroes do that same salute and it just you know some of those heroes that that's just uh the the salute they do you know they get tired of waving all the time you know they won by a landslide they got 631 points well the next closest to them the the runner-up was the united kingdom and they only got 466 points so you see how you see how good they were you, you see how far ahead they were from everybody else from from the competition uh-huh yeah yeah it's it's almost like oh, <laughs> Actually, this is this. I'm, I'm curious on this one. Why are they trying to whitewash Ukraine? Why, why are they trying to? Uh, OK, that's probably an offensive term. I apologize. Uh, how about bleached? Why are they trying to bleach them? Oh, wait, that would be offensive, too, because that ends up white, whiting it. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. I, I don't know, but you've got all these <clears throat> leaders that were in Ukraine last weekend meeting with Zelensky. Trudeau and his whole entourage was there. Ted Rose the, of the World Health Organization was there. Uh, who else was there? There was somebody else that was there. I, I, I don't know. Boris Johnson was just there again. We just and had Jill over there. Yeah, recently. And Jill Biden was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, mm -hmm. they, uh, that, that whole uh, group went over there, too. For what? Why? What, what are you people even doing there? I, so this is going to sound bad, but um, hear me out on this one. Russia is a 
shall we say, if you look at the technology that they've been throwing at Ukraine and the amount of uh, uh, well-trained soldiers and uh, hardware and what era the hardware is from, they don't really look like a very um, prosperous first world nation. And in fact, uh, uh, when you actually visit Russia, I, I haven't actually visited, but I've been across the uh, Google Street View and seen what a lot of the cities and stuff look like. There's, you know, uh, you get into the big cities, it looks like a typical big city, nothing, nothing. But when you get out of the big city, it's kind of like China and it looks like a third world country when you start getting out there. And the, the people, and it's not, it's not a diss on the people and their lifestyle. I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm from no, the government's the just nowhere. Yeah, the government's yeah. just squandered their money. It's just the same as, as us exactly. in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, but, but my point is, is if you look at the stuff that Russia is like a collapsing empire, if you will, like it's a, it's a has been, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be, you know, uh, harsh towards the Russians or anything. It's just, they don't look like they're as strong as what they were made to, uh, uh, we were made to believe they were over the years. Uh, they, the, really, the only thing that it looks like they have from all of this is nuclear weapons. So why do we have all the Western world going in and siding with another country that is using the same level of technology as Russia and bullying Russia and pushing them around? Uh, it, it, especially when their their leader, uh, I, I get it, it's an oligarchy, uh, it's not a, a great system. However, uh, it, it's better to, to keep the devil, you know, than the one you don't, <laughs> you know, cause the, the one that's coming, the, the ones that are coming from, uh, behind him, the younger ones that'll be in there for, you know, many years to come are far more brutal than he is. It's an interesting point you bring up about, uh, about Russia there. And when you were looking at China doing the, uh, whatever you could with the, the Google street view, it's kind of, it's kind of hit or miss in China because they, they block a lot of that stuff out, but it's the same thing in, in China. We see these showcase cities. You see Shanghai and Beijing, of course, not now, but you see Shanghai and Beijing and Shenzhen and, and, and these, these cities, this is what they want you to see. These are, these are showcase cities. It's kind of like Pyongyang with, uh, with North Korea. That's their propaganda city. All the tourists go there. You can't go outside of there. I mean, you can't. But everything outside of there is highly controlled. But it's the same thing when you go through the Russian cities, St. Petersburg, Moscow, these cities. Of course, they're going to be big and they're going to be elaborate and and lavish. And that's where all the tourists go. That's what you want people to see. But when you get outside of that, it's a completely different thing. In America, it's I, I really I don't want to compare it to the same thing, but it kind of is. We have our showcase cities, but they're rotting, festering hell pits in and of themselves. We don't even have good showcase cities anymore. We used to. But we don't. Uh, we don't anymore. Tell me about the great conditions in New York City. And that's not a bash at the people. I, I love New Yorkers. Tell me about the great conditions of, uh, of Los Angeles. Tell me about the great conditions of Seattle. Tell me about the great conditions of, uh, I, I don't know, Chicago, for God's sake. San Fran. San Francisco, you know, Fresno, yeah. any of these places. Tell me about how wonderful these cities are. These, these cities are, they're rotting. Like everybody is, when I say everybody, I'm talking about U.S. cities, uh, European cities to a great extent, though I think they might be a little bit further preserved at the moment. That doesn't mean they're going to stay that way. But all the cities of the world and all the countries of the world seem to be heading toward this. It's either a very elaborate control or it's a uncontrolled demolition that we're actually seeing because now you've got the world that's pushing towards war 
And that's what happens when you start seeing economic collapse and you start seeing countries that can't feed their populations. They go on to a war footing immediately. And that's what we're starting to see with China. They just did war games right off the coast of Taiwan. What was it, a couple of days ago or something? And then you've got them making deals with the Solomon Islands just off the north coast, the, the northeast coast of uh, Australia. And now you've got Sweden and Finland who have been historically neutral countries, they're now saying they're going to join NATO. You got uh, Erdogan down there in uh, in Turkey saying, no, nope, sorry, that's not going to happen. And then you've got him double dipping. I mean, Erdogan in Turkey, you got him double dipping. He's still, a, uh, they're still a NATO member, but yet you've got their fingers in uh, in Europe. They're holding back the, con- the carnage in the Middle East that's been taken over by the military industrial complex in the United States that's gone bankrupt. They're doing dealings with Russia. I'm talking about Erdogan in Turkey. They're doing dealings with Russia. So he's playing both sides of the fence. In the meantime, you've got Finland, who is literally having their lights turned out by Russia today. That's not in the headlines. You're not going to see that. They're saying they're going to join NATO. They've got a 1,300 kilometer border that they share with Russia. And by the way, for those that know history, the Russians and the Finns don't get along. They have not for a very long time. And in fact, when the Soviets went marching into Finland, the Finns gave them an ass kicking, a royal ass kicking. Like they got beat badly. So I think the last thing they want is a NATO member. You know, I read an article over the weekend. I actually posted it, read an article over the weekend. Bruce, what what did Putin say about going into Ukraine? What was his reasoning to go into Ukraine? Uh, Fascism, Nazis. Fascism, Nazis. Yeah, you got it. Neo-Nazis have taken over your country, right? I believe that's what he said. The Russian Duma, which is like their Congress, the deputy of that proposed to put Poland. You notice we've been reinforcing Poland. We've been sending all of our artillery and everything from Germany. We've been loading it up on rail cars from where I am. We're sending it over there. And I I told you, I've been seeing a lot of um, air convoys moving over where I am, and they're heading east, as in like they're, they're heading they're heading east. They, they usually don't go that way. But the deputy of Russia's state Duma proposed to put Poland next in line for denazification after Ukraine. That was reported by Russian state media. Now, Bruce, when we looked at the Polish Independence Day, when we looked at those fo- those photos and videos, you remember that you remember the seeing those. When we looked at that, when they were all gathering in Warsaw and when they were gathering in that capital city, did you see a bunch of neo Nazis? Did, did you see any neo-Nazis? I mean, I saw a bunch of people with <laughs> flags that said F Biden and F you for voting for him. <laughs> I remember seeing yeah. those, but mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing any Nazis. I saw a whole lot of Polish flags, but now, I don't remember seeing any neo-Nazis. It's possible that that was going on and the media just didn't want you to see it. Yeah, um, that's true. It's, it's possible that happened because uh, as, as um, uh, Zelensky has said uh, about the Azov Battalion, um, they are what they are. Should we play that clip just for clarification? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. This was a deleted clip. This was aired live on Fox News with Brett Baer and Volodymyr Zelensky. I hope I got his name right. This was said live on air, and then it was promptly removed and deleted and then memory hold for a reason. Listen to what the question is that Baer asks, and then listen to what Zelensky says in response to it. I want to have have you clear something up for us. Uh, and this is these reports about the Azov Battalion that is said to be Nazi affiliated organization operating as a militia in your country, uh, said to be committing their own atrocities. What should Americans know about that unit, about those re- reports? So Azov was one of those many battalions. 
They are what they are. They were defending our country. And later I want to explain to you. Everything uh, from uh, all the components of those volunteer battalions later uh, were um, incorporated into the, the military of Ukraine. Those uh, Azov uh, fighters are no longer self-established uh, uh, group. They are a component of the Ukrainian military. Back in 2014, there were situations when our volunteers were uh, encircled and some of them did violate laws, uh, laws of Ukraine. And they actually were taken to court and got uh, prison sentences. So law is above all. I think that kind of reaffirms what you were saying. Yeah, well, they are what they are. Yeah, they are what they are. And, and the thing is, is we know this to be true with our uh, volunteer military. Your ideals don't change when you get recruited. Uh, you join the military. So they were Nazis then. And they were in the military. They're in the Ukrainian military now. They're still Nazis. They're not changing their ideals. They might change their ideals in the sense of they may get exposed to some truth and they may decide to change their ideals. However, you're in the middle of a battlefield. How many new ideas are you going to be exposed to? Well, I say they're in the middle of a battle of a battlefield when we have um, world leaders going to the nation that supposedly is in the middle of a, a war. Uh, and then um, you have actors and musicians and all of that. Bono. Throwing. I forgot about Bono. Yeah. <laughs> he was performing yeah. there. Yeah, it was Bono and the, the, another band. I don't remember what band it was. Um, uh, but uh, they went there and... Uh, you forgot, probably. I, and I'm sorry to interject. I, I promise you I won't do it again. But well, I, I probably will. But <laughs> You probably, yeah. <laughs> I probably will. You forgot to mention the most important asset that's on the ground over there. You completely ignored it. I can't believe it wasn't oh, at the top yes. of your list and my list, too. I, and yeah. that's that's Malcolm Nance. I can't believe Yeah, that's true. I forgot that. I, I, I did forget about that one. Yeah. Well, you, you, that's kind of like a, a, a hidden one, a secret one. You know, we don't, we don't want that out there because we don't want another nation to right. capture right. him and well, use he's him such or a, something. He's, yeah. such a, mm -hmm. he's such a high valuable asset. You, you really yeah. don't want to risk yeah. him. Yeah. So anyway, the thing with Poland, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But Poland, uh, you, you're now going to you're going to invade an, an EU country. And that's probably not going to go well. Well, <laughs> I venture to say. And, you know, the, the Poles and again, the Poles and the Russians, they have about as good a history with the Russians as the Finns do. <laughs> it's not very good. So, uh, yeah. Uh, and the Polish are, you know, the, the, Pol the Poles are very um, that that's a really tough people. That's a proud people. They're very nationalistic people. That doesn't mean that they're neo-Nazis. Uh, I know a lot of Poles and uh, believe me, the, the Poles that come over here and actually like they'll work, they'll do like farm jobs and stuff like that, construction jobs, and then they'll go back to Poland because they can't make as much money in Poland as what they do here. But they'll actually go back like their family will be back there. They'll, they'll spend money while they're here and then they'll go back and they'll spend money there. They're what you call real migrant workers. They'll literally come over here for the season, work and then go back. Like, that's what they'll do. They won't stay. So like that's a that's a real migrant worker. But N nonetheless, the Poles, at least the ones that I know, man, they're really proud people. They, they really are. And they're no fans of the Russians. None at all. They're, they're no fans of the Russians. I, I, they just I don't, be left I don't think Russia's going. I don't I don't think Russia's I don't think going they are to go either. Poles. No. And, and the reason why, even if their military strategy was to go uh, and uh, attack them next, uh, because of Sweden and Finland, it's kind of changed the battlefield a bit. And I think that will be Finland will be more of a target now. Um, and 
part of the reason I say that is uh, he's moving uh, some of the uh, mobile um, nuclear missile trucks that he has. The um, uh, their Iskander, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce it, missile trucks. He's moving those on the, the Finnish border. So have we heard from Vladimir Putin since the supposed I'm just doing the air quotes. Have we heard from from him since the supposed surgery? Have, have we heard? I, I know I saw him on May 9th at the uh, at the Russian Victory Day ceremony or whatever it was they were, they were doing that day. I know that I, I saw him that day, but I haven't seen or heard from him since. It, it's been about a week or so, uh, almost 10 days now. I don't know exactly because, um, you know, that was early next week. Let's say he had surgery last week. Um, he probably would be out. And then uh, the weekend, uh, I didn't see a whole lot in the news over the weekend because uh, most of it was about the shootings. I, I haven't seen anything out of it. And But the supposedly the moving of these trucks is recent. That said, by the time it gets to us here in the West, this may have already happened. This could have been last week when this happened. And they're just now reporting on it. Well, that's their plan to do everything, right? Well, they're just going to nuke everybody. That's what they're threatening to do now. That's what they're threatening to do to the UK. With it's not hard to do. Massive radioactive tidal wave. You know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm sick of seeing this where the fat man was trying to take it back in the 60s. Mutually assured destruction ensures that there's world peace. What kind of a sick mind comes up with such a crackpot theory like that? That's insane. These people are insane. That's not even like that. That is a uh, mutually assured destruction is literally a deterrent just to keep dictators from using nuclear weapons. That's all it is. It's not about peace. It's not about those kind of things because it's not going to bring peace. It's it's about ensuring that the dictators don't use theirs uh, because they fear they're going to get one dropped on their heads. So uh, well, this is it's also the theory of Schwab. About peace. Schwab subscribes yeah, yeah, to this yeah. theory too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm saying I'm, 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 I'm putting my own explanation as to why how that's insane that's just it makes no sense to say the world is going to be at peace if everybody has a nuke uh, at that point uh it, it it's literally like uh you're at a standoff at that point everybody's pointing a gun at one at one another it's i mean Mexican standoff. that's not peace yeah that's not peace they seem to think it is but then again these are the crazy people that are literally like it's it's operation nero they're literally destroying everything on the way down like they're they're not rising they're falling and they're trying to take everybody down with them that's all that's happening here um the french open you know the grand slam tournament another one of those big tennis tournaments by the way novak djokovic you know the one that refused and ended up in a australian uh, quarantine center and everything else deported and the whole nine yards he was in Rome for a tennis tournament over the weekend, and he got a standing ovation before he even hit the first ball. There wasn't a single behind that was occupying a seat when he entered that court. You know, to that point, that the kind of uh, I don't I don't remember if we touched on this because I've heard this this as well, but I don't have the document in front of me to confirm it or not. But there was a rumor that was going around since it kind of touches on this. That uh, the UK has basically put out that uh, if you've taken a jab, you're you're effectively screwed uh, when it comes to COVID, and they've they've officially announced it. Now that's a rumor going around social media and whatnot, and I know I've seen it elsewhere, but like I said, I don't have the document to to prove whether that's true or not. Was but that if that's a daily the case, expose? was that a daily expose thing? I've got. I, some I don't of those. know. Okay, I'll, we'll have to I, it, see if we can dig it out. Yeah, I'll. I'll yeah, uh, somebody was telling me that earlier today, so I, I, I didn't get time to look into it. But if that's true, it, it would fit the the trend of, of what we see with the elite, the gaslight you. 
gaslight you and gaslight you. And oh, then, man. and then when you find out the truth, they they're like, yeah, th- that was the case the whole time. We knew that. This is breaking. This is literally th- this just happened where I am. I'm local time for this. This just happened about it was less than an hour ago. German boxer dies of a myocardial infarction during a bout during the match. He he just flopped over dead. Uh, it's sad. I mean, uh, what other point in history have we seen uh, athletes on the regular dying of heart problems on the field or in the ring or on the court? I, I don't recall a time in history. I don't recall growing up and, and hearing about all the athletes that died because of myocarditis or whatnot. That wasn't a thing. I, I remember hearing about all the records that were smashed. I, I, I remember hearing about how uh, humans are more capable than what we thought we were and how, you know, we, we've learned better training techniques and better, uh, you know, not not death like this. This is the boxer. Bruce, does this look like a guy that has a heart problem to you? No. No, that doesn't, uh, uh, the, it, it, he doesn't even look like he's on roids or anything. So you can't say no. like, well, he had heart condition because he was on no. steroids. No, no, he doesn't even look like that. No. He, well, they're tested. That looks like, uh, all the anti-doping yeah, stuff, they're all tested for all that stuff. The, the way the, the doping stuff works now, you can dope and still show up clean. Uh, there's a, there's a okay. whole there's new system they do. Okay. And right. yeah, it, well, still. It, it's not that it's clean stuff. If you, it, it has to do with when you use it, how long it stays in your system, how long it enhances you. Uh, there, there's a whole I see. thing. I, I don't still, know the depths of it. I just still, know you can still dope. Not, you're not you know. going to be a boxer who's got two title belts and have a heart condition and get sponsors and be in the ring. That's just not going to happen. Well, not only that, but as the steroid thing, uh, talking about that, he doesn't have a physique as if he was on steroids. That, that's the thing. Is like he, yeah, he looks, looks like a, he looks a healthy muscular. Yeah. yeah, not yeah, yeah. That's just terrible. French Open, right? So another Grand Slam tournament, right? French Open. That's a big one. That's one. If you can get a French Open title, which is a Grand Slam title, if you can get that in your uh, in your career portfolio as a world tennis player, then that's one you want. Uh, along with Wimbledon, along with the U.S. Open, the Australian Open, those are the ones you want. French Open, they've warned the players not to make political statements in support of Putin, or you're not going to be able to compete in the tournament. Now, the Russian players and the Belarusian players will be allowed to compete, but only if they remain under a neutral status. Russian stars have been cautioned that they will face sanctions if they express anything other than pro-Ukraine opinions in the media in the run-up to the event. Uh, The Roland Garros tournament director, Emily Morismo, made the tournament organizer's position clear in a statement given to the press. I'm quoting here. We keep the line of which all European governments and other governments decided in March. For example, national teams of Russia and Belarus banned, but not the athletes as individuals, as long as they play under strict neutrality. We will be very meticulous on that, but if any of them should have pro-Putin statements in the media, there will be sanctions for sure. Honestly, if you were to say, I don't, uh, in the interview where they ask you a question about Ukraine or something like that, and you say, I don't comment on politics, that's not even good enough anymore. Uh, you'll still get thrown out for something saying that. That's what I wish the entertainment industry would do, including sports, is just say, I don't get involved in politics and leave it at that. Let people make their own decisions. But then that would also say that the Western, uh, I shouldn't say Western, uh, this might be a, an American thing, uh, especially conservatives. Um, they, they just go for the name ID. 
uh, how well they know the name. They don't care about the the policy or any of those kind of things. Um, but if it ever comes down to a, a a battle between two candidates and it's just policy and they're two completely unknowns, they look to policy. So I don't know this 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 kind of not nonsense about Russia and Ukraine and all of that. Just can can we be done with it now? Like this isn't this isn't gaining any traction for the the political elite. This is actually kind of um, turning us against them because we're like, hey, we don't want to get involved in another war. And you guys are pushing Russia to try to get another war. You're 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 pushing us to the edge, to the brink of nuclear war. Like literally Russia's moving around nukes and, and threatening to use them. If they use a tactical nuke, which could easily be just artillery, what, what is our response going to be? Are we going to hit them with a nuke? And then the nukes are just going to fly. Like what, 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 what's the response in this? What, what, what's, uh, I'm, as I said, I I know Russia's declining as far as like a a world power, but like they still have nukes guys. Why, why are we poking at them? Just let the whole Ukraine and Russia thing go. Uh, uh, It's terrible for those refugees. Try to help the refugees best you can. Uh, Let Russia, Russia. It's just, I don't know. Nukes are bad for business, but if you're a suicidal maniac that's in control and you're about to lose control, why not, right? They don't care. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think they really want to... I, like, I'm trying to work my myself into the head of like this criminal insanity of these people because you're poking a situation to turn it into a potential nuclear war, yet if nukes fly, you lose all control. I mean, they're about to lose control anyway, but that would be under a controlled situation if they turn everything into this massive upheaval and chaos. I mean, do they really want to rule over a nuclear wasteland? No, no, I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense. And they certainly it doesn't make any sense. No, and they can't have their digital whatever this this hellish dystopia in a nuclear wasteland, can they? Yes, they still can. So thinking about it, if if there was nuclear warfare, uh, then that would mean certain areas are going to be safe, right? Because uh, radiation will be blown around certain directions and you'll have areas that are going to be relatively safe as far as radiation is concerned. So it's going to push the populations to those areas. Well, that's exactly what they want. They want populations uh, centralized so they can better control them. So it kind of plays into the agenda. But the other thing I'm concerned about is Putin doesn't want to use nukes. I don't, I legitimately think Putin is just saber rattling. I don't think he'll actually use nukes. I think the worst you're going to see from him is thermobaric and you might see other chemical warfare. I don't think he'll actually use nukes. What I'm concerned about is he's having um, issues with cancer. If he goes and the guy that comes up after him, he's an unknown. We don't know what his intentions are. He very well could use nukes. Who is his next in line? Medvedev is not there anymore. He was the like the a prime minister or whatever, that's that's who is usually the next in line to secede. But Medvedev was the president and Putin was the prime minister. And then there was Putin's move and his, I guess, his, you know, good graces or whatever. Hey, well done. I'm going to keep you here as the uh, the second in line in case something happens to me. But I have to ask the question and maybe I need to go and ask our residents, um, <laughs> our resident Russian uh, from from long ago. Maybe I need to ask him. Maybe, maybe that's a that's a question that he might know the answer to. And the question I have, and maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong here. Who's actually running Russia? Who's actually running it? I, I want to know who's running Russia. Is it the oligarchs? 
Is it the KGB or is it somebody else? Yeah, when I say the KGB, I'm talking about the modern FSB. Is it them? Because that's where Putin came from. Never forget where he came from. He's a product of that system. So he's an asset just like everyone else, just like the oligarchs. So who's actually running that country? Same thing as our side. Who's actually running these countries? Who's running Germany? Who's running France? Who's running Canada, Australia, the United States, the UK? Who's running these countries? It's certainly not the government's. Who's running them? Because all these idiots are in lockstep. None of them actually believe a damn word that they're saying. I know when somebody's lying to me. I've sat across the table from people sitting there bold-faced lying to me. I know what a criminal looks like when they lie to you. And that's what these politicians are. They're liars. They lie to you in the cameras. They look at you with impunity and lie to you, just like Besmanov pointed out. The cynical, self-centered, narcissistic types that will look at you with impunity and lie to you. That's what we're being fed. So who's actually running these countries? That's what I want to know. Do I believe that the Chinese Communist Party runs China? Yeah, I do. But who runs these countries? That's what I want to know. Maybe that's a question I won't get answered. I don't know. So in in comparison, you, your example of the Chinese Communist Party, that is just uh, the, the same as saying the FSB or uh, the State Department or any of these others are running the country. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just the difference is China is blatant about it. They're out in the open, whereas these other ones, it's cloak and dagger. And the people think they're electing uh, their representatives. But uh, as Bush said, no matter what president gets in here, he has the same State Department, same advisors. Um, they're going to make the same decisions. So, yeah, this case, though, for the United States, at least um, we, we have a president that uh, is on board with what the State Department wants to do. I, I, I think he's... Um, <laughs> I think he's the uh, the same type as the fat man and Schwab and whatnot. I think that's been his policy the entire time. Mm. And he's just been putting a mask on to try to keep his um, political career going because he had no other he has no other skill set. What else is he going to do other than send his son to other countries and use his political uh, capital to get his son jobs and his other family jobs and, and, you know, backroom deals and whatnot? Other than that, what is he what is he really capable of? Formulating Smart. complete sentences isn't one of them right now. Smartest businessman he knows. That's why he does that. Because he's the smartest businessman he knows. Yeah. Many of the smart businessmen that I know aren't crackheads. Actually, there's one that we know of that is a fairly smart businessman that used to be a crackhead, but he has a, a testimony, shall we say, of, of coming clean. Oh, yes. Mr. Lindell. Yeah. Yeah, Mike he actually he actually says it. He actually says it. He says, "Look, I'm a I'm a, I'm an addict. I'm a recovered addict. God bless him. You know, God bless him. He got his life sorted out. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. a, that's a success story. That is a true success story, and I'm I'm happy to actually see that actually works for somebody. That's somebody that got out of that game that had that bottom coming up at him that actually was able to salvage their life and they were able to change things about it, uh, and they didn't die in the process." That's a true success story, and he's he's gotten himself to where he is now, uh, and I wish him all the best. Is Elon Musk going to buy Twitter? Uh, that's questionable. Depends on how many. The the recent uh, explanation I've heard is he wants to see how many um, uh, bots there really are on Twitter, because Twitter says there's only like 5%, and he's like, uh, no, I want an actual number on this. So if the number ends up being too high, he may pull out and not and not do the deal. If he does that, honestly, he'll probably make his own potentially or um, on the, the damage. So much of the damage has already been done. Because see, the information's out there now. A lot of these conservatives, 
it, have you heard that they've been gaining um, followers on Twitter um, by the truckloads um, after Elon Musk announced his purchasing of it? Is that because uh, they removed the throttles? That's because they stopped shadow banning and started uh, uh, hiding some of the uh, uh, things they were doing because they don't want that public and how they were doing it. So they, they started trying to hide all of that. And uh, yeah, you, you have some of these big conservative names that have had hundreds of thousands in one day uh, of new followers. And um, yeah, it, it, it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes down. Personally, I would rather see Twitter burn, but that, that's, that's me. Um, I, I, would much rather, um, I, I would much rather see it um, made an example of, but that, that's kind of the state I'm in right now. I, I don't think you can solve it. He, he could solve If anybody could salvage it, he could do it. Um, but I, I just, at this point, I, I would much rather see like Facebook and Twitter just get completely annihilated um, and then something else take their place. And that's something else being a true freedom uh, of speech platform. That would, that would be ideal, in my opinion. I don't think there's any salvaging of the social media companies in general. I don't, I don't think it matters whether Musk takes over Twitter or not. Uh, and quite frankly, I really don't care. I mean, if he wants to take over Twitter, take over Twitter. I really don't care. That's not going to sway me one way or the other on the platform. I think Twitter is just, I, I think it's awful. I think Facebook is awful. I think they've always been awful. I understand that they have their own specific purposes and they have benefits to certain things. For example, if you run a charity group over there, I know a lot of people that do that. People that run church groups, they manage their small businesses on social media. I get it. I get it. But... Let's look at the other consequences that we've all suffered because of all this stuff. You got people's lives that have been ruined and they will not be able to make recoveries from those because of these social media companies. And I'm not talking about just uh, your average person that has, oh, I don't know, like, um, you know, one of their relationships ruined or something like that. I'm talking about people that have had their professional lives ruined because of politics and agendas that these companies have endorsed. That's what I'm talking about. People that get fired from their jobs that they've worked 20 to 25 years in because they posted something on their private social media account and they've lost their career because of something that was just stupid to begin with. This is yeah, my problem. One of the one of the first uh, cancellations uh, uh, that you're referencing was a woman. Uh, she was a not known. She wasn't a public face, if you will. Uh, she made a joke on on Twitter and it was it was uh, honestly it, it was Dark humor is what it was. And uh, I forget what the joke was exactly about. Um, but she had done the joke right before her plane took off, right? Right as she, so she shut her phone off and didn't see it during the flight. And then when she landed, mind you, she's the flight she's taking was to another country to provide humanitarian aid. She was with uh, a charity group doing humanitarian work. And she made a joke about uh, going over to that country and the, the disease that's a problem there in that country. She made a joke about that. And then when she landed and turned her phone back on, she her, her Twitter had exploded and she got fired from her job. And I believe after that trip was over, she like the, the charity pretty much like disowned her. But the problem was, is when you've seen the joke, the joke was an innocent like it was it was somewhat funny. It was a, it was it was a joke. It was there was nothing to it. She didn't say anything offensive. And they, they got rid of her because of that. And that was one of the first, if not the first, uh, publicly known or aware of uh, cancellations like that. And, it, you know, it's, it's only gotten worse now. Now you go in for a job interview and they'll ask you what your social media is and they'll go through. And as part of your 
you know, background checking. They go through your social media accounts. Um, yeah, uh, honestly, my social media is none of your business. That's what I do on my time, not yours. Hence my problem with it. Well, I mean, amongst the, the laundry list of other things that I, I see wrong with it. But uh, that's that in the last few years, that's been my biggest gripe about it thus far. I don't have anything else. Uh, it's a it's a slow day, relatively speaking. There's not really anything going on. I mean, hell, we weren't even going to talk. I don't even think this long, but yeah. uh, we decided to do something. There's really nothing else. And, and I, I legitimately mean that the Biden administration is taking known terrorists off of terror watch lists. I suppose we could talk about the shootings, but I mean, is anybody surprised? Like, are, are you really shocked? We've been telling you for what, three, four years now that those are coming. Well, it's, it's not a it's uh, not a secret. There, there's one there's one component I would like to point out uh, to at least two of the shootings uh, that I've looked into so far. The 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 one in Buffalo, um, which you pointed out and I had seen a bit before that, a few pictures before that. Uh-huh. Um, the individual was not a right wing conservative white supremacist, blah, 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 whatever. Actually, he is a white supremacist, but he's not a conservative. He, he's actually more on the Marxist line of thinking. Also more on the line of fascistic, also more like neo-Nazi. Yeah. Um, also, we, we, we talked about the group here a little while ago, the uh, Azov Battalion. In fact, um, he has uh, ties to them. Uh, but the the other one I wanted to point out was the, uh, the California shooting one, uh, the uh, church there. There was a lot of uh, Taiwanese that attended that church. It was a mostly Taiwanese church. The shooter, take a wild guess who the shooter was, what nationality. Keep in mind, because of the left and their agenda, we have to be aware of, of people's nationalities, skin color, and all of those things, because that apparently is an important trait and feature. Um, I'm going to go with a conservative right-wing white guy extremist wearing a, a MAGA Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a uh, Chinese immigrant. Oh well, that doesn't that uh, that doesn't play very well in the mainstream media, yeah, does that it? Doesn't play the, no, no, that doesn't play the no. Well, I guess that kind of goes along with the uh, the the sniper in D.C. a few weeks ago that was literally live streaming it on Twitch while he was while he was shooting people. Oh wait, you didn't hear about that, did you? No, you didn't hear about that. Why? Because it uh, it wasn't Jethro wearing a MAGA hat. That's why you didn't hear about it. The last one uh, was that a was that a conservative MAGA Trump supporter? Uh, the Texas one? I yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I don't know that one. I haven't seen anything on that one, and haven't okay. looked at. Let's see if I can pull something up real quick. Uh, according to the Harris County Sheriff, um, he says the shooting may have stemmed from an altercation between two parties that turned violent. Okay, so was he wearing a MAGA hat? So for now, it appears the wounded were all likely participants in the altercation. No innocent uh-huh. bystanders were injured as far as they know. Okay. At least two pistols recovered and multiple shots fired. If this were an inner city, uh, we would have called Chicago. this. Yeah, or Chicago. We would have called that. Well, this would have uh, you know been like an hour over the weekend. But uh, no, this would have been gang violence. If uh, this were yeah. a major city, Bruce, they actually they they saw a drop in shootings last weekend. Last weekend in Chicago, they only had fifty three last weekend. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but like it, here, that that's a it's a dark laugh because no, it wasn't fifty three it shot. It's still fifty three. It wasn't fifty three shot. shot. It was just fifty three shootings. Now it wasn't fifty three no, shot. Shootings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shootings. Okay. So we don't actually uh, shooting implies there could be one or. Multiple injuries. Multiple, yes. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, so as far as we know, uh, this one actually, okay. 
Harris, Harris County, Texas, because it's Texas, because that's a border state, I'm more willing to believe this was cartel or um, gang related kind of thing, uh, because there's a lot of trafficking and whatnot that's going on the border. Cartel violence has has really picked up. I think it's, I I think we're in like the triple digit increase in the U.S. Southern states, especially down along the border in cartel violence in the last, what, like two years. It's ridiculous. What's been going on? We've confiscated uh, enough fentanyl to kill every American um, in the U.S. currently. That's, that's how much we've confiscated. That's not how much that's come across the border. That's how much we've confiscated. We don't know how much has made it across the border. Um, uh, honestly, in my opinion, personally, um, screw what Mexico, Mexico thinks about this idea. Uh, but uh, the cartel is essentially a declared war on the U.S. and the American people. It's time for drone strikes. Uh, I'm, screw what Mexico thinks about it. They may not like it. I don't care. You're, you're not dealing with the cartel yourself. You're unable to. In fact, you're dirty yourself. So um, let's just start droning these cartels, all their facilities, their leaderships, every all of it. Well, see, Bruce, I, and I'm inclined to agree with you, but I think there might be just a little bit of a problem with doing that. Uh, first of all, you wouldn't be able to have the flow of migrants that George Soros and the administration love so much and the United Nations love so much. You wouldn't be able to have that anymore because the cartels are the ones that work with the Soros-funded NGOs to bring them to the U.S. to, to do that. So you wouldn't have that. The mules to run the drugs that get caught coming across the border, like you're talking about, that would be stopped if that were the case. And second, and I, I'm just I'm just speculating when I say this. I'm just speculating. Yesterday, Ned was talking about BlackRock <laughs> and how, how much of a stand-up organization they are. I wonder who launders that cartel money. We know they don't keep it in their basements. Who launders that cartel money? I'm just curious. I'm asking for a friend. Well, that I would I would throw in another uh, another reason they don't want to go after it as well. Uh, they do a lot of human trafficking, and uh, it happens uh-huh. to feed the desires of those political uh, uh-huh. elite. So uh-huh. that's another see, reason they don't want to. Yeah, go after but them. that that's exactly why Bruce. You see, you, and you made an you made an amazing point right there. That is exactly why they need to be monitoring all of our communications to make sure that we're not involved in in any of that. That's exactly why that needs to be done. So it's great you pointed that out. All right, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would humbly ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. You know someone you're trying to wake up? You know someone you're trying to get to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. So, Bruce, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening. 